This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. Hello, it's uh, it's Shift Run Stop. I'm Rue. I'm Layla. I'm Tom. I'm Michael. Hello, 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 hello Tom, and hello, Mike. <laughs> uh, you you might know Tom and Mike from their own podcast. Uh, which they which they've been doing for a while. They're geeks on on the internet, and they're nice. Hello. And they like stuff like D and D and Lego, and they brought loads of stuff with them, which yeah. we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to talk about hobbies and and uh, stuff. Games and toys. I'm Tom Beckett, and and I'm on the. Um, you said his podcast. surname. You said his surname. I did. I said it out loud. Like for a while, you couldn't even find out my first name. Yeah, you but were mini fig everywhere. I think. It's or, a bit. It's a bit passe now, kind of hiding your your name from from people. So I kind of I've, I've come out a bit more often than I used to. You're Mike M Y K. I am. Yes. Is that is that your actual name or your, no. your sort of affected internet name? It's an affected internet <laughs> name. It's, it's a rude style abbreviation. Yeah. Um, when I went to university, uh, I went first thing I did was, was to go and sign up at the um, computing services at the university and they said oh there's already a Michael Reeve you'll have to pick something else uh-huh. so I picked MYK Reeve and I've stuck with it throughout so that's my identity and also it's got a sort of uniqueness so I don't yes. have to worry about somebody else stealing it it's not like mini which is phenomenally uh, you have to get in first with I do have piece. to get in first but I'm always a little bit surprised that I do manage to get minifig as a username in as many places as I do Tom and Mike uh, between them run a podcast which you update I guess weekly we do, we do weekly yeah. every week uh, we, we put something out every week, yeah, that's true. but not always with both of us in. We've done 79 of the things. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it feels somewhat... And they're all over an hour as well. They are pretty <laughs> yeah. much all over an hour. Are they literally, you sit down for an hour and a half and talk to each other? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been the odd occasion. fight with Google Wave to write yes. down things <laughs> that we want to talk about. Uh, and where can people find this podcast? Um, um, yeah. It's a, it's a t- we never agreed how to pronounce the, the name it's, of it's, it. I call it Tomic. It's T-H-O-M-Y-K. Um, dot podbean.com um, but you can also find it by going to poodling.net um, which has got a link to it on the front page so something you said recently which um, resonated with me is that the majority of your friendship is actually documented on the internet <laughs> you spent true. more time <laughs> on tape than you have not I, 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 would, I think that must be true by it now is, yeah. I mean you know we, we spend we spend probably I don't know a few hours with each other well not a few but a little while with each other each week but a very large proportion of that is recorded because we do like an hour and 20 minutes of podcast each week it's really so, funny because when we do meet each other the first bit of every conversation is this is the stuff we can't record yeah. <laughs> like, you'll never guess what happened with so and so you know so and then we go Okay, now we can start recording. Yeah. Yes. Well, the other thing is that we, you specifically have to try not to have too much in the way of a conversation before you start, mm. or you end up having sort of forced conversations that you've just had already. <laughs> you know, That's kind true. of yeah. Remember this bit? You found this funny when I said this two minutes ago. <laughs> I laugh in the same way again. Make sure you laugh properly. <laughs> what made you to want to set up a podcast and, and do this? Was there a kind of burning yes, desire? Yes, Tom. Why, why did we start doing? A I, I'd always kind of fancied the idea of doing a podcast because I, I, I kind of think it's a sphere in which there's not there's not as much there's not as many good podcasts as there should be you know a lot of they're, they're kind of dominated yeah, so don't know you thought you'd add to the mix yeah yeah <laughs> I thought if, if everyone's going to make bad podcasts then I'll be right there doing that it turns out we've got we've got quite a lot in common in terms of we both get irritated by a lot of the same things like <laughs> people standing on the left of escalators people walking too slow on the left of escalators well, people with luggage standing on the left basically a lot of it's escalator <laughs> material 
<laughs> just travel related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like tourism, hate tourists in London. Yeah, uh, although you're a tourist in every other city. Like, I am, the time. but I'm aware of the irritation I cause as a tourist, so I kind of... Well, that makes it all right. Exactly. Well, no, I just don't stop in the middle with a map, yes. I like <laughs> to think I'm a more responsive and That's responsible true. tourist. Yeah, well, we, met, we met in the queue... Um, as we, we tell it. As we tell, tell it. it. As we tell it. Okay. We, we met in the queue queuing for pornography, which, if you go into a little bit more detail, was um, for a signing for Alan Moore's Lost Girls, um, the big kind of rude comic that he made. Um, so, yeah, that was where we first met. Yeah. Um, and, and as I say, it was only a few months before we started podcasting. That's right, yeah. I've always kind of put the Atomic podcast uh, kind of alongside Robert Brooke, because he yes, does a similar thing, yes. except his is more often a monologue. Yeah. Him yes. and his, his thoughts. I don't, think I, could, I don't think I could do it on my own. Yeah, that's really I don't isn't? think I could just talk into a microphone for an hour. Is it sort of philosophical? Because he's... Oh, it's everything. Is it? And sometimes it's him answering his email. Oh, right. There's an episode of his podcast where I sent him a question <laughs> about... Um, <laughs> What, what should we use for hosting Shifran Stop and, oh, yeah. and he sort of spent half an hour talking about what works and what doesn't work and that was his response to my email which I thought was really good because then everyone benefited from it not just me did he answer any other more personal questions in your email <laughs> <laughs> you can get a cream from you guys. do you work with him I don't know if you're on record as saying where you work you sort, um, of, you sort of are aren't you I sort of I work for I work I work for the Ministry of Defence <gasps> yeah, yeah. I can talk about all these things on our podcast now because I've been really avoiding <laughs> all of these topics. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I'd wait until there was like a really popular podcast and then talk about it. But yeah, no, that's where I work. I haven't always worked there. I have worked for the civil service for a while, but now I work for the Ministry of Defence. Wow. Like Nick Pope, just like Nick Pope. Yeah. He used to work in yeah. Yeah. I know somebody that used to work with him actually. Mm. Yeah. Did they really call him world. Spooky Mold, or did he make that up to try and like build up his <laughs> The people in question, the person I know, didn't. But they, yeah, mm. other people might have done. I haven't asked everyone. <laughs> and what about you, Mike? Are you in, are you a colleague of, of Tom's, or are no, you not at all? Uh, I worked for Westminster Council doing IT, and so. both um, public service oriented. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, you know, both kind of working for the good of the country rather than mm. rather than that's just private. Exactly what I do. Yeah, squandering our qualifications for the good of this country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm wondering my qualification. I'm You've mine. got a good qualification. You, you work for the Ministry of War. <laughs> <laughs> but both comic fans as well. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Particularly yeah. Alan Moore, or, or just any anything. Well, I particularly like Alan Moore. I like Neil Gaiman. I have I have what anybody who's a comic fan would look at my taste in comics and think, oh god, oh, he's not really a comic fan. Right. Um, but nevertheless, I like I like the kind of the mainstreamy type, the Where good comics. on Warren Ellis. Mm. I'm not sure about. I, yeah. You have to say something nice. I, I like. I like. <laughs> Waller- he's great. I think he's excellent. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything that he's done that I haven't thought was outstanding. No, I, I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's very good, but I just I don't like his stuff quite as much. That's all right. I like his stuff. That's cool. I like. I like, enjoyed Crooked Little Vein quite a lot. The book recently. I lent that to my upstairs neighbour, who has been horrified by the. Um, Testicular related passages. <laughs> um, I won't say any more than that. I want to spoil the surprise. He's, he's well, well worth following. On Very fun. Yeah. So, Mike, if Tom is a has kind of pedestrian taste in comics, which I think is you know paraphrasing what you said, <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely true. Yeah. Absolutely. Then where does yours stand? What's your I'm point? a little bit quirkier. I think mm-hmm. I tend to pick something that's a little bit more weird. I'll buy things on the on the strength of thinking they look quite interesting. So um, yeah, I've, I've picked up Scott Pilgrim. 
back when it was only out. I think I only had That's one true. volume out at the time. I've got a panel of uh, one of the um, pages of Scott Pilgrim Volume Three on the wall of my bedroom. It's the original art. I'm very nice. excited. I, we have got a lot in common. I like Alan Moore as well, and I do like the pedestrian taste. I'm not a major, major, crazy comic fan, but I do quite like. I like comic shops. I think that's, I like the, that's the key thing. That, that it's worth knowing a little bit about comics, just so you can go into a comic shop and kind of like just play with the comics, because they're always lovely places full of geeky people. Do you have a local one that you particularly enjoy? Um, there's one not far from my office um, called Orbital, which used to be used to be in the bit that's now becoming Crossrail. It used to be kind of underground mm. and near Crossrail, and now it's been moved just off Charing Cross Road. And I like that one a lot. But um, Gosh Comics is probably my favourite, mm, yeah. which is what we were queuing up outside, well, indeed. Right. Yes. Yeah, um, I'd say Gosh is probably my local, I yeah. guess. It's quite small, Gosh, isn't it? It's, yeah. like, it's got two floors, but it's quite lit. I suppose they're all densely, densely packed. packed. Yeah. Yeah. Very densely packed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's very nice staff as well. They're very helpful, the staff in Gosh. Not yeah, to say they're not in Orbital. I, I, like, I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't really... I don't know about... We've never really talked about comics, have we? Other than to say, yeah, we don't really know about comics. There's yeah, so much that we don't know about. You know, we're not very good, really. You, you don't even have short... You don't even have, like, bad eyesight. No, I've got great <laughs> eyesight. <laughs> 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 but, uh, and you, I don't know. You, uh, we, we found out recently, yeah, you don't know about Star Wars, and I don't know about Star Trek. I've seen Star Wars. Well, I've probably seen it once. I mean, I can understand not knowing it very well, but you must have seen at least bits of it. Well, I'm not saying I've never seen a bit of it. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm, obviously I'm aware of Star Wars, but not to the extent that most people so our I, age I've are. never seen a full episode of Star Trek. Ooh. That's pretty good going. Yeah. No, I don't think even I can... I, I don't really like Star Trek, but at least I know that I've seen full episodes of it. No, I haven't. No. Wow. That's, that's pretty hardcore. For somebody with your interests <laughs> and... <laughs> And it's social a lot of turning off in the kind of last two minutes of an episode. That's the most obsessive collection of them. I've seen every episode apart from the credits. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I just don't, doesn't like to see the the denouement at the end. Don't want to see like yeah. it just makes up his own endings. Yeah. <laughs> I peer all the episodes together. Died. There we go. Pull that back next week. time again oh and we're outside and uh, oh I've, I've been on the lookout for a, a cooling drink now that the heat of summer has peaked or has it um and uh, and Layla will back me up on this i've seen like um a frozen coffee in kfc but only in one kfc in like near gloucester road in london what? it's near the science museum uh, and we saw a frozen coffee and it yeah, yeah. It rings a vague bell but you're and, always and you're not backing him up very well <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, uh, like, well... Yes, no, go on. Yeah, I, I believe so, you that you saw it. <laughs> You're not the, like, the interesting thing about KFC's uh, frozen coffees is, is it has a load of lumpy bits in it. So I've been, I've, been, I've been on the lookout for other drinks that have, that have bits therein. Uh, kicking off with uh, New Covent Garden Food Company. You may know them for their, their range of sort of seasonal uh, soups. When the summer comes around, obviously it's not such a big month for soups... Uh, so they've uh, this year they've diversified into the melon gazpacho. 
which is, is traditionally served cold. I know yeah. that. And it's well, traditionally I've... not a drink, I would have said as well. <laughs> well it's normally well, seen as a soup. I thought I thought we'd start off with uh, with a with a main course. You know, like, like um So uh, this doesn't have tomato, this is just a melon. Oh, no, a melon it, soup. it has hang on, I'll I'll, I'll have a look. Oh, this is gonna be awful. You, it's got the colour and texture of sick this time. I'm not having that much. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll pour it out into like um, <laughs> can, I, can I can I serve you to Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so this is <laughs> No It's it's honeydew and cantaloupe melons blended with cucumber and tomatoes the way that they should be. And um, you can serve it hot or cold, I should assure you. I, I'd serve it hot if I were you. Mm. Oh, it's, 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 not, it's not completely disgusting, is it? Is it, is it libelous if I say it, sounds like, it tastes like somebody else has already eaten it? That doesn't make it like, go down any better, does it? Or, or vice versa. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. I don't, I don't believe in melon soup. It's, it, it tastes a bit like you put a salad in a liquidizer. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that's what they did. No, I, I think I would have missed out the cucumber. I don't think that's a good overtone you're, in that. You're not a fan of this one. No, no not at all. I, I've liked nearly everything you've ever given us, Dave, but this is Aww. shit. <laughs> <laughs> they do do a classic gazpacho that you can, like... Um, that you can sample an alternative, but oh, yeah, oh, I'm oh, sure that's oh, a lot better. But oh, this is, I mean, it's oh. exciting. They're going down the melon and, and salad route. Tra- yeah, tra- tra- tragically, we're in a park, so I can't try it hot. But you, th- you think, you think, like, you prefer that warm, would you? It just to take away from the, I'm not sure. the, the cold. Warm, I think, yeah, it's like a juice drink, but. Um, Dave's bought some sex products out of his bag. (laughs) Again. Um, Now, well, what the hell? (laughs) This looks like lube (laughs) of some sort. No, these these are these are new energy drinks that again you might have seen in supermarkets or news agents. Yeah. They're called the Neuro Range, which instantly attracts my attention. Plus, they come in slightly unusual colours. Uh, this Neurosonic is, of course, bright red. Drink smart, energise the healthy way, and it uh, claims. I don't know why the Sonic. It doesn't particularly affect your ears. Um, I don't know where they get the Sonic uh, angle from. Neuro Bliss, on the other hand. Just, just claims that it, you can feel good with modern science's greatest blend of natural mood enhancers. That looks like a, a milk-filled baby bottle <laughs> yeah, yeah. for adults. And has the colour of, of, of used bath water, <laughs> I like to think. So, I, I mean, which, which, which would you prefer, mental enhancements or, or just bliss? I, I could do some bliss. Where did you get these? I haven't seen these at I all got, I got these in Waitrose, and they're, they're lightly carbonated as well, which is quite... They both, uh, both the bottles um, look like uh, a lava lamp. Yeah, well, I, 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 rather than a sex toy. Where is that your? They're quite nice, though. They're quite attractive to hold. You want to sort of hold it and feel it. <laughs> it looks a little bit like cream soda when you sort of pour it out. Do you want to try? Thank you. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit milky in, uh, in appearance. What do you think, Lola? Is that, is that blissing you out? It tastes a bit like that old-fashioned cloudy lemonade. Wow, it's slightly chalky, isn't it? Are you getting that from it? What, like, it, like it, an Andrew's antacid kind of... Uh... Yeah, it, ta- it, ta- it tastes like uh, a glass of water that's had a disprint dissolved in it. And what are the mood enhancers in this drink? Which always cheers me up. Let's have a look at the bottle. It's got some... Um... Acetyl L-carnitine, of course. Oh, yeah. Ginkgo bilboa, Siberian ginseng, uh, L-thionine and chamomile. So, you know, oh, all, you all the goodness of a cup of tea, but in a soft drink. talk about some of the stuff that you've brought with you it's like an amazing yes. like show and tell basically I dug around when you said uh, you'd like to consider us to be guests oh. and found some ephemera from my childhood related it's to role playing enormous carrier bag just stacked with stuff it's amazing yeah um, so I've brought some of the old these are all board games um, oh. which just came with an incredible number of cardboard pieces um, 
This one, the Great Khan game, I used to really enjoy and I used to play a lot. So this um, is the Great so Khan game by Tom Wham and Richard Hamblin. Yes, there are an awful lot of TSR board games by Tom Wham, and they all featured his particularly cool style of illustration. As so, is his name really Tom Wham? Well, I it's a good name, isn't it? But yeah, those are what the cards look like. It was a fab game, and I used to play it an awful lot as a kid. And uh, yeah, I just loved the fact that it came with an incredible number of pieces and things. How old were you when you got this? Um, so it was made in 1989. So I probably <laughs> got it when it... Yeah, I was probably 15. <laughs> wow. That's pretty grown up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, isn't it? I'm allowed, yeah, yeah. allowed to be 15 and play games. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. He brought out another one called Mertwig's Maze. And if you thought that... Great Khan game had a lot of pieces. I think I've only played it once due to the incredible amount of effort it takes to, to set up and play. Um, that's got a vast map. Well, but ah, Ooh, nice oh, map. Nice. And as you can see, there's just an absolute ton of cardboard oh, pieces. It's a highly inside. complex game, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and as I say, I've never played it since that one time, which it <laughs> took so long to press out all those bits of card. Okay. It is a phenomenally complex game. It seems since you'd learned to play it once, it seems a shame that you never bothered to use that information. But you had to, to play, play on all these different like maps. Well, these maps are within areas of the big map. Oh my goodness. And so then this is, yeah, this yeah, is exactly. What were invented for. <laughs> yeah. I used to like the concept of role playing. Mm. Um, and then was actually utterly terrible at it. So essentially a lot of the stuff that I bought related to it. Um, amounted to being books that just made it so if you were lazy and a bit rubbish at having any kind of imagination mm. um, you could use books to kind of make it easier they would, they would do all the thinking for you and this one has to be one of my favourite just utterly useless books it's called Central Casting Heroes of Legend and basically what you do is you roll dice in order to create your character so if you've got no imagination when it comes to deciding what was my character's back history? You can roll dice and find out what was its cultural background. Uh, what was it? Were there any unusual circumstances associated with its birth? Um, you roll D one hundred for that, um, and that's section one hundred and thirteen. Yes, yeah, it goes on. I mean, there's, there's section seven hundred and fifty-four. <laughs> this is outrageous. Um, and yeah, if sometimes it's the first book, really. significant events of childhood and adolescence. Um, and you roll a dice and one of them was something like uh, a pet died and I just thought how will that affect when you're role playing this character as an adult it's like occasionally you'll have to go yes let's go into battle and fight those orcs but it reminds me of Paul Fluffy <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was really amused by that for just the astonishing level of I have no imagination I don't know what my character did and it's called central casting yeah. so is, it, is the idea that you sort of get to pretend to be a casting agent or something or no I think it's literally name. just a, I want to create a character right. without having to do any thinking uh -huh. so you, you can roll dice if you wanted to you could do one right now but it takes quite a long time oh. as you can imagine <laughs> I think I've only done it a couple of times because I just thought because I used to quite like the thing I used to like in role playing was creating the character rolling dice and mm. deciding what's my character going to be um, and I was amused that a book existed to take away all of that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just left out to um, ch chance and whimsy as to what your character's background was. And so. Amongst the kind of Dungeons and Dragonsy community, would would these sort of books be looked down upon? Oh, I'd imagine so. I would like to think so. Tom, <laughs> Tom I noticed the way that you said amongst the Dungeons and Dragons playing community just yeah. now. Does that imply that you weren't part of that? I, 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 I wasn't part of the Dungeons and Dragons playing community. Are you excommunicated? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you want to? 
I, I don't know. I, I never found enough people that would have been interested in this, or at least I didn't. They never invited me. You can find remarkably obscure groups of people nowadays yeah. that kind of have you know very specialised interests, and and it's it's not a particularly tricky thing to do. Oh. That this is, is a, a hundred sided dice. This is a D one hundred. That's going to roll for a long time. It is, and it's got little beady things in it to try and stop it and then you have fights over what number is uppermost oh god yeah how do you decide it appears to be 27 27, yeah we're in agreement I don't know how you would otherwise um, yeah you'd have to um, put something on top of it yeah you need some kind of spirit level wow this is this is surely at the top end of of sidedness of dice yes (laughs) I I think there is nothing more than the D100 fresh sides there's just little circles that have had to be shaved off the side of the circle yeah and presumably when you were when you were playing a lot you would have known little tricks like oh if I don't have my you know my 100 sided dice with me then I'll I'll (laughs) use some others and multiply the numbers up and then there must be tricks the the normal thing you would do is roll two d10s (laughs) (laughs) that would be the conventional approach with the agreement that one of them will be the first digit these are always hard to throw yes uh, whatever sidedness that is that's a four one two three four I suppose that's is there because you get dice shakers, don't you, in casinos? And st- is that am I imagining that? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Can you get ones for three sided? Because they're the hardest, as you say. To they, you know, it's a very stable shape triangle. <laughs> yeah, you have to so agree that you're sort of tossing it in the air or something that means yeah. there's actual kind of rolling going on. Otherwise, <laughs> as you say, this this slide nice. it off your hands. Nice yeah, D thirty is satisfying. Um, that's mm. the good D30, that's the... Oh, that's yeah, not this. It can't be 30. How many sides no, are that? It's a 34. 34. Find the one and then look opposite. It's yeah, it's a 34-sided dice. I don't know why I bought that one. or what purpose it could possibly serve. Again, very hard to know what's topmost. That's a 17, I think. <laughs> that's a trouble, isn't it? I think we've identified the, the, the reason these aren't really popular. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yes, no, if you, if you were a... a, a Dungeons and Dragons role player than the, the most common one you'd be using is D20. Mm. Is, uh, They're a bit more aesthetically pleasing. You know. And that's a D12. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to roll a D12. Well, you got a, one. You critical miss. <laughs> <laughs> this is a D20. This is the sound of a yeah. D100. <laughs> Knocking into some other dice. <laughs> it just sounds like a. Sounds like a little cat toy or something. Let, 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 let me tell you what science has also achieved. Yeah. Um, the, yeah there's this, another another weird shape. This, dri- this drink looks a bit. This drink looks a bit more like a deodorant. I, I like to say, think. Yeah. It's Texture. It's got lumps in it. <laughs> I can see that from here. Spoil, don't spoil the best bit. Because you you see it you see it in the shop, and I don't know where it comes from. I think it's um, a product of Thailand. This one. Didn't you say that you, you went to the Canary Islands and everything was full of our aloe vera? Yeah. Like that's true. Like on the planet Dune yes. or something. It's their only. Uh, they're only naturally growing vegetation. All right, so, like, yeah, so, so this said, this said, and I thought, oh, this will just be an aloe vera drink that tastes of aloe vera, yeah. the, you know, the, the kind of smooth bit of the cactus, whatever it is. But, as you say, it's got aloe vera cubes, which float all look, look magnificently like frog spawn. <laughs> um, when, you, when you hold it up to the light. I'm so scared so, of this. <laughs> How, how does how does <laughs> can you hear can you hear them sort of like how does aloe vera occur in the wild Lila? is it like it's a big spiky it's sort a of big crown of, kind of yeah, thing. So, yeah and then you can chop it up into cubes and put it in a drink so yeah, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and plop it in here 
But it's delicious, I think. I think it's supposed to be really, really nice. Well, and you d- can buy um, delicious that. I, I think it, it would have been better if you hadn't used the word frog spawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just gargle it as it goes down. It's like a. Oh my god. <laughs> The texture is very weird, but it tastes really nice. I really like aloe vera. Yeah, the flavour's good. It's just they shouldn't have left the lumps of aloe vera in it. I think that's what the aloe vera <laughs> connoisseur is really looking for. But it keeps getting stuck on my lips. <laughs> As I'm drinking it, I'm finding lumps on, on the outside of my lips. <laughs> oh, Dave. I know I'm done. not supposed to be here, but this is disgusting. <laughs> Oh, this is like drinking shampoo. <laughs> I fished out one of the little blobs earlier. And, um, it's slightly sm- it's it's smaller than than a, than a sugar cube. And if you did plant it, I'd like to think you could get an aloe vera out of it. Um, it's available, I think, in a range of flavours. This is white grape flavour. I think there's also an apple flavour, maybe a lime. I should emphasise I'm not a medical expert or nutritionist, but it's possible it could give you really clean insides. <laughs> Let's let's hope so. Mm, cheers. <coughs> Fibrous. Good liquids, Dave. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> Tom, I've been meaning to ask you about Lego, because obviously mm. that's where your minifig handle comes from. Yes, yeah, indeed. Mm. Indeed, I might, after this podcast, go and see if I can buy some minifigs, which seems seems quite appropriate. I, I still kind of dabble in Lego. I've got a huge collection of minifigs at home, which I still um, mini, play with. Minifigs, like... Just the little guys. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just to clarify, <laughs> I thought they were. But like, what? What's? Where did? Where do you draw the line? What about the little horses? To to bring it back to a regular theme on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what um, about? Are horses? the horses mini figs, or is, or are the riders mini figs, I, I or together are they a mini fig? I wouldn't call a horse a mini fig. No. Um, oh. But but that's not to diminish their place in Lego society. <laughs> You've lost Layla's Interesting, Lego make two different, or at least two different types of horse as well. Because they, they made a, a brief run of kind of, what well, is essentially, clearly was designed to be girls' Lego. And, um, and the minifigs in it are slightly bigger. They're sort of, um, I don't know, about three, four inches tall. And, and they, they, they have horses and they're princesses and all of this sort of stuff. And, and really, I don't think any girls bought them at all, but a lot of boys bought them because they had unusual Lego pieces in them that you could use for other things. Good for model making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're worth kind of a little bit on, um, on eBay, those sort of little mm. bits. But, but yeah. My brother had a Lego castle, which had, lo- and I, this is why I remember, the horses because he had loads of little knights yeah, with all the knights like stuff on them and little yeah they were kind of dressed which was mm. quite cute yeah. yeah. What does a horse look like? Can they actually? Can the minifigs ride the horses? Yeah. The minifigs yeah. do ride the horses, but rather disturbingly, you take out part of the back of the horse and stick the legs of the minifig <laughs> into it. So it doesn't kind of sit perched atop the horse. It actually has <laughs> its legs quite, quite quite well within the digestive tract of the horse <laughs> as it rides along. You can um, um, you can do it the other way. You can put a brick in that yeah. void. And then you can have the minifig sitting on the back, kind of riding that. bareback, yeah, which is yeah. quite nice. Yes, yeah, you, you can do that too, and, and keeps the horse slightly more intact. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, it's just, it's not an ideal solution in Lego world <laughs> to how you ride a horse, but, but it, it's, it's, it works for them. People, people might know Tom from the Dick Cheney yeah. shooting a man in the face scene that you made that got boing boinged. Uh, I guess it was like three years ago now, if yeah. not more. Um, I, I, 
just if you'll remember those those heady days when George Bush was president and um, and Dick Cheney in a semi humorous fashion saw somebody in the face while he was out hunting. I think he was out hunting quails. It's one of these stories that the, the more you delve into it, the funnier it is. Because I, I also believe, and I, I didn't reflect this because I didn't have this information at the time. But apparently, the type of hunting that he was doing didn't even involve you sort of getting on a sort of hunting gear and putting on a rucksack and trekking across the fields. Um, it actually involved shooting small birds that didn't really fly from a car <laughs> um, but nevertheless I, I made a little Lego version of, of him um, just kind of looking very concerned um, with a shotgun in his hands next to somebody lying on the floor <laughs> and, um, and, and yeah Boing Boing I, I, I personally did send it to Boing Boing and they liked it and put it on there and um, it's still by far the most popular photo oh, in my, in my Flickr stream um, and I, I rather like it it's actually a very simple little vignette as well it's only got about ten pieces in it um, but but yeah. It, Did you do any like background or any? Like, no, trees or it's no? it's got a kind of it's on a base plate, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it, it's got a bush. Yeah. that he's standing next to so you know you get a feel for it um, and, and then <laughs> symbolic of being outdoors yeah. absolutely and then it's got kind of two minifigs one that's lying on the floor and, and one that's, that's looking worried and has got a shotgun really? yes um, well the, the other thing that I used to find is that people would people would kind of I'd make something rather than put it up on Flickr and somebody would go oh, I really like that what sets it from and you know kind of like what like like they make a kind of you know an Aussie Osborne Lego set <laughs> and it's just like no no, no. I made that from other bits of Lego. You see, you could, they, it's not just one set. You can take them apart and put them together in other ways. This is from lots of sets. Yes, you see, and, and like people would expect me to know every sing, where every single piece was from, and I'm like, I don't know. I thought that like I'm not some kind of geek. <laughs> yeah, who do you think I am? I'm not that sort of. Geek. <laughs> well, I'm pretty much that type of geek, but I can't be bothered to explain. So I'm a geek, but I mix the sets. <laughs> It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for bringing all your stuff and yourselves and, and your little mini fig keyring and everything. It's been lovely to meet you, so thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, been, it's been lovely. Goodbye. Goodbye.